Have you ever had a cup of hot chocolate and thought it feels like a warm hug? Sometimes, how we sense things is different from how we interpret it. Today, we'll get a better glimpse of what this process is called, how it happens, and why we should understand it better. Welcome back to another episode of Get Psyched, Gen Psych, an educational podcast where we talk about the basics of psychology to prepare you for your AB or BS Psych journey. I'm Nigel, and together with Philippine Normal University Psychology and Counseling Society, we will be talking about perception. Don't forget to subscribe to PNUPCS social media portals for more updates on our podcast. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook at PNU Psych. Sock on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. Let's get started. Try to close your eyes. What do you remember about the room you are in? The color of the walls, the angle of the shadows. Whether or not we know it, we selectively attend to different things in our environment. Our brains simply don't have the capacity to attend to every single detail in the world around us. Optical illusions highlight this tendency. Have you ever looked at an optical illusion and seen one thing while a friend sees something completely different? This process is called perception, the organization and interpretation of sensations. Sensation works seamlessly together to allow us to experience the world through our eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin, but also to combine what we are currently learning from the environment with what we already know about it to make judgments and to choose appropriate behaviors. Let's take the following scenarios as examples. You hear someone speak a language you don't understand. Sensation comes in because your ears function to gather the stimuli, the sound waves coming from this person. But as someone who has no idea about this language, you don't understand it. Hence, in your perception, you perceive it to be unfamiliar, which sometimes leads you to even calling it weird. Another example is when you taste a dish you haven't tasted for a while. The focal point of the sensation is in your tongue. Whether that dish is hot or cold, sweet or salty, is up to your gustatory senses to process. But you remembering that it was a dish your parent cooked for you when you were younger, or that the first time you tasted this dish in another place was an unpleasant experience for you, is when perception comes in. Perception refers to the set of processes we use to make sense of all the stimuli we encounter every second. Our perceptions are based on how we interpret all these different sensations which are sensory impressions we get from the stimuli in the world around us. Perception enables us to navigate the world and to make decisions about everything. One way to think of this concept is that sensation is a physical process, whereas perception is psychological. Perception involves what we call in psychology as bottom-up and top-down processing. Bottom-up processing refers to the fact that perceptions are built from sensory input. You know that something is hot when you see smoke coming from it. You know that a drink is cold when there's ice in it. This is an example of bottom-up processing. You understand something because of what you can see, hear, smell, feel, or taste. Other examples of bottom-up processing is understanding what street signs mean, knowing the difference between the capital letter B and the number 13. On the other hand, how we interpret those sensations is influenced by our available knowledge, our experiences, and our thoughts. This is called top-down processing. This is basically the use of previously acquired knowledge 
to understand an event rather than basing it solely on given stimuli. There's a picture that floats around social media or falls into your email inbox every now and then. It shows a paragraph made of misspelled words. The letters are rearranged so that the first and last letter are correct. But everything else is out of place. Somehow, you can still read the entire paragraph. This is a good example of top-down processing in action. Although our perceptions are built from sensations, not all sensations result in perception. In fact, we often don't perceive stimuli that remain relatively constant over prolonged periods of time. This is known as sensory adaptation. Imagine entering a room with an old analog clock. Upon first entering the room, you can hear the ticking of the clock. As you begin to engage in conversations with classmates or listen to your professor greet the class, you are no longer aware of the clock ticking. The clock is still ticking, and that information is still affecting sensory receptors of the auditory system. The fact that you no longer perceive the sound demonstrates sensory adaptation and shows that while closely associated, sensation and perception are different. There is another factor that affects perception. Attention. Attention plays a significant role in determining what is sensed versus what is perceived. Imagine, you are at a party full of music, chatter, and laughter. You get involved in an interesting conversation with a friend, and you tune out all the background noise. If someone interrupted you to ask what song had just finished playing, you would probably be unable to answer that question. Our brains engage in a three-step process called the perceptual process when presented with stimuli. The perceptual process is a sequence of steps that begins with stimuli in the environment and ends with our interpretation of those stimuli. This process is typically unconscious and happens hundreds of thousands of times a day. An unconscious process is simply one that happens without awareness or intention. When you open your eyes, you don't need to tell your brain to interpret the light falling onto your retinas from the object in front of you as computer, because this has happened unconsciously. When you step out into a chilly night, your brain does not need to be told cold because the stimuli trigger the processes and categories automatically. Usually unconscious but sometimes intentional, the first step of perception is the decision of what to attend to. Have you ever tried talking to two people at the exact same time? It is hard, right? This is a kind of selection we experience. The world around us is filled with an infinite number of stimuli that we might attend to, but our brains do not have the resources to pay attention to everything. When we attend to one specific thing in our environment, whether it's a smell, a feeling, a sound, or something else entirely, it becomes the attended stimulus. Selection is the process by which we attend to some stimuli in our environment and not others. Because we cannot possibly attend to all of the stimuli we are presented with, our brains have an amazing unconscious capacity to pick and choose what's important and what's not. Significant concepts in selection involve motives, emotional drives, the cocktail party effect, and intensity of stimulus. Motivation impacts the perception people form about the world. A simple example comes from a short-term drive, like hunger. The smell of cooking food will catch the attention of a person who hasn't eaten for several hours, while a person who is full might not attend to that detail. Long-term motivations also influence what stimuli we attend to. For example, an art historian who has spent many years looking at visual art might be more likely to pay attention to the detailed carvings on the outside of a building. An architect might be more likely to notice the structure of the column supporting the building. 
Emotional drives can also influence the selective attention humans pay to stimuli. Some examples of this phenomenon are Selective retention Recalling only what reinforces your beliefs, values, and expectations. Selective perception The tendency to perceive what you want to. And selective exposure You select what you want to expose yourself to based on your beliefs, values, and expectations. Organization comes in once we have chosen to attend to a stimulus in the environment. The choice sets off a series of reactions in our brain. This neural process starts with the activation of our sensory receptors. The receptors transduce the input energy into neural activity, which is transmitted to our brains, where we construct a mental representation of the stimulus, called a percept. An ambiguous stimulus may be translated into multiple percepts, experienced randomly one at a time, in what is called multi-stable perception. Lastly, interpretation. After we have attended to a stimulus, and our brains have received and organized the information, we interpret it in a way that makes sense using our existing information about the world. Interpretation simply means that we take the information that we have sensed and organized and turn it into something that we can categorize. By putting different stimuli into categories, we can better understand and react to the world around us. Here are some tips and tricks for you so that you can apply your understanding of perception in real-life situations. When studying for exams, make sure to eat and be alert. Being hungry makes you crave for food and hinders your perception of whatever you're studying or reading. Don't eat too much though. It may cause you to feel sleepy and this again will prevent you from studying well. Personally, I eat a small bar of chocolate to boost my energy. Organizing your notes into more cohesive ones also help you to study better. Instead of just being bullet points, why not arrange your notes into a process or categorize the concepts by similarity or chronologically? This way, you get a better glimpse of the topic and it helps you ace the test you've been studying for. That's it for today's topic. I hope you learned something. This has been Nigel, your psych buddy for this episode. For more updates on Get Psych, Gen Psych, remember to follow PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on our social media portals. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook at PNU, P-S-Y-C-H, C-O-U-N-S-O-C on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast and haven't hit like and subscribe, it's never too late to do so. Go ahead and click that like and subscribe button. Always remember that mental health is valuable wealth.